Get it out. Get it out of your system. (laughs) What my neighbors must be thinking. (laughs) Get it out of your system. You only have a day and a half more of this shit, and then Christmas will be over. Oh, 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 that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's uh, Christmas Eve day. Yeah. Christmas Eve day storage closes at noon and doesn't open for like two days. So I have to sit in oh, the car geez. and fucking write songs. Uh, but, uh, ah, uh, God, it's not hard for me. You seem to be in hell. Well, so. nev- never mind the fact that it's Christmas, but, uh, it's the day like my ex and I switch on Sundays. So I have to make sure everything's ready to go to his house. And then I'm right. going over to his house tomorrow morning to open gifts with my son. But, like, I got stuff here, I got stuff there, and then I'm going up to Donna's house after I go to my ex's house. And four days later is my son's birthday. And, yeah, I just, wow. yeah. Yeah. You know what you need? A good spanking and uh, with vampire gloves, please and thank you. <laughs> I was just going to say bro finger, but I'm pretty sure bro finger mixed <laughs> with some vampire gloves and spanking will be just the... Uh, the magic you need to have a happy Christmas. You know, my brain is so fried right now. I'm actually entertaining that thought, which says a lot. <laughs> really? You must be <laughs> fucked up. If you're thinking about having my big old fat fingers in your hoo-ha. And there, there goes the thought. Thank you very much for getting it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself... There won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange. Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording on Zencaster, we're here at Perverted Podcast. We hope you're into masochism because our humor is pure torture. I'm Path Girl. (laughs) I'm telling you, I pick the jokes and they just fit into the show perfectly. They just fit perfectly. But who the hell are you? I interrupted you. (laughs) uh, That's okay. I'm nobody. I am Count Boogie and of course... A big fat hello to all our pee-pee zombies, zams, and zits, as well as everyone, anyone joining this kinky monster mash for the first time. We will taint your brain, and we will stain your taint. <laughs> See, you write your shit down. Uh... I just try to throw shit out so the hit rate is much lower. Yeah, exactly. Much, I actually do the much, research, thanks. Much, much lower. <laughs> lower am I... We'll stain your taints. I don't even know what that means, but I think we should just stop. But yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, fuck it, I'm really excited about the show and and the because uh, the responses have been ticking up. We have a PP mailbox Yay! later. Literally Woo! ten minutes before I logged on, we had another uh, PP mailbox. Ooh, uh, you know that I can't put on this show. I'll put it on. Uh, we'll put it on the next show. Okay. So the listeners are getting active. We have all of these new people that are listening, and it's so Hi. exciting. And we have a lot of people that have been listening a long time that are like first time, you know, long time listener, first time caller kind of thing. Yay! And uh, and that's always so exciting to hear because uh, it, it sure ain't the money. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's the, we get our our uh, our validation comes in different places. But uh, 
a really positive week. Anything uh, kinky for you happening? No, I have not seen Donis uh, all week. Like I said, I'm going up to his family's uh, house uh, tomorrow morning for uh, Christmas breakfast. But we will be getting together on New Year's Eve uh, for hopefully some kinky stuff. My son will be here. He'll just have to put something in my mouth to shut me up. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so let me, let's go back to the family thing. Have you met yes. Donis's family before? Yes, I have, Boogie. Why? So if you've already met him, you 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 know you have a little bit of a groundwork there, so you could technically like slip into their bathroom with Donis and do a like parents version of the Mile High Club at your, at their parents' <laughs> house, right? I guess I could, sure. Because <laughs> wouldn't that be t- like it's better if you've never met them, mm-hmm. and then it's like your first time in their house, and then you're like Donis, go in the bathroom. And then make noises, and then that's like that whole like, who the fuck is this person, you know? But you've met them a couple times, so they'll be like, yeah. oh, it's Path Girl, and they love each other, so so they grab some quick sodomy in our bathroom before we have chicken. <laughs> I think that would be. I mean, I think that would be a solid family. No. Oh, yes, Boogie. Absolutely. It's beginning to look a lot like chaos everywhere we go. (laughs) Look, I'm just trying to get you laid. That's really really what it comes down to. I can wait three or four days till New Year's, okay? (laughs) Whatever. I've waited two years. Oh, God. Oh, God. I just looked at the calendar. Oh. That's your dumbass. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't even want to talk. I don't even. Uh, I don't even want to talk. Hi, okay. listener. The one listener that's probably hanging on for dear life, like Paddle Bob. Everybody else is we scared off. <laughs> Every probably, probably. But you know what? I'll guarantee you, there's plenty of people who have gotten some bro finger in uh, in their parents' house. Who hasn't? As yeah, adults, yeah. as as teenagers and stuff like that. Of course, you sneak into mm. the bedroom and you're you know you don't have anywhere to fuck. Um, of course, I'm 55. I have nowhere to find. I have a storage unit now and a massage bed. If somebody go. has like a weird, creepy storage fetish and they want to fuck a homeless guy in a storage unit, I swear to God, I am your degrading piece of ass. You could do it as a Dexter scene, you know, set it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Like a kidnap scene. Mm-hmm. And then like, t- well, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. I need to stay in this storage unit because they let me hang out here and do music mm-hmm. and the show I'm in storage right now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of can't like do anything that would have them instantly be like, bro, you got to go. So <laughs> I have, I have, because they're really nice. They're super like, mm-hmm. I love these people. They're, they're, um, you know, the guy that runs the place is one of the most, amazing beautiful people i've ever met like one of the only mm-hmm. dudes that i actually think is a good person um so but I, what i have done is because they have cameras everywhere mm-hmm. like i'll put someone in the car and mm-hmm. be like lay down mm-hmm. and then i drive by and i wave and i come in because i have an outside unit and it's like in the, the you know the the park you know whatever the outside units right and i drive down the little alley and then I park in front of my thing. I open my door and then I open the other door and then I'll do something like get out. Like I'm shaking a blanket out, you know, and I like make some sort of distraction. I'm like, go. And they fucking like out and into the storage. And then I just casually walk in, you know, close the door, 
and then, uh, you know, stuff their panties in their mouth so they can't make a lot of noise. I've done that a lot. Not in not recently. I, I could just imagine because those doors don't lock from the inside that like somebody decide, they thinks there's something going on. And they roll up that door and someone would be like saran wrapped to the table and you'd be like, hi, You're like, hey, <laughs> this, is this, this is something we do here. Well, technically, yeah. you can push the bar, you know, because those things have a slot bar that close. Yeah. So you can technically push it close and then put like a screwdriver in there and then they can't open oh, the door. I've but never, of course, I, you don't do that solo because if I have a heart attack and and die, then they're like, oh, he must have just left. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I have two storage units. I've never closed the door on it from the inside to look. So, hey, yeah. OK, good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, how like if there's a threat. Like if all of a sudden someone's running through the aisles with a gun or something like that, because I'm in North Hollywood. So, of course, that's uh-huh. a possibility. Um, you can secure the door from the inside. So it's it's not like shut the door and then they're like, fuck you. And then they just open it because the lock's not on it. You can kind uh-huh. of secure it and at least pretend like you're not there uh, in case <laughs> there's an uh, active shooter at your storage unit. The more, you know, perverted podcast, gmail dot com. Let us know if uh, we uh, we help you. That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about on the show has specifically granted us permission to do so. So we have a FetLife post from someone named Little Miss Badass. Thank you so much for agreeing to let us read your posts on the show. And there's, the post is called, and I, I love this one, What Not to Say to a Heavy Player. <laughs> yeah. Note to self. It's yeah. coming. Yeah. I've become somewhat of a heavy player during my time in the scene, and I could take a lot during a session. However, this is not what I want every single time, and I only play hard with those who I trust and formed a good relationship with. I've spent the last 10 plus years in the scene and have received several comments pertaining to the play way I play. So I thought I'd share some of these unnecessary comments I've received from people at parties and munches, comments on my pictures, and those I get from direct messages. <sighs> oh, come on. I've seen your pictures. You could take more. Oh, Oh, good, good. Okay, but, keep going. Wait, these are going to be good. Yeah, yeah, these are going to be good. When is it my turn to mark you up like that in your pictures? <laughs> this one, <makes laughs> <my> skin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I heard you were tough. I can't wait to make you beg for mercy. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> I'm not even reading all these. I picked the gems. Okay, those are gems. The, those the, are wait, all. Hold on. You, you like canes, right? I'm going to mark you up and down your thighs just the way you like it. Oh, man. I yeah. I started – I don't know if I told you this. I've never used it. Um, but I started going through comments, mm-hmm. like uh, pictures. Like some girl puts a picture of her asshole or something like that. And, uh, and I just – like the sleaziest, cheesiest of the comments, I just copy mm-hmm. and paste them. <laughs> I started doing that and I can't find the file. I haven't done it in a while, but I just wanted to click because some of the, and once again, if someone's posting a picture of their asshole, you know, you're going to get comments and people are going to be like, Oh, I want to fuck you or whatever. But some of them (laughs) are so bad. 
And so funny. And then even ones, obviously the douchey ones, like if they're not doing something overtly sexual or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, this is just one of those things where you're just like, uh, yeah, I don't think that you're, you're getting the turn on points here yeah, because of that assumption. You're just assuming that they want that from you. Yeah. Well, and and she even gave a couple of more that even got like kind of disturbing in the point, like, Stop saying no to the toys I picked. You can take them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are important things to say because those yeah. are those are big, big no nos. Uh, you know, I, I can, I'll make you say red. I guarantee it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I, and once again, once again, for a heavy bottom, this is when you're dealing with the sadomasochism. Uh-huh. aspect of these types of activities then yeah those things can be really hot to say yeah with the person that you want those things to be said with right but when you're not at that level with that person or that person has not let you know the bottom has not let you know that you are the person that they want to experience those things with assuming that shows a it just shows a lot of you know immaturity and ignorance yeah. about the dynamics of what we do and that's okay but that's why we're having this episode that's why we're doing this segment is to yeah. kind of to is to kind of let so i'll let you go ahead and take a chunk first i got a bunch of notes yeah so i mean never mind the fact of i've gotten stupid shitty comments like this i mean i don't post a lot of pictures of my play once in a while, if I have an impressive bruise or if it's something I'm really proud of, but it's just like, you know, I have, I am not a heavy bottom. I, and I don't mark well. So for me, it could be frustrating at times where I may have had a particularly uh, rough scene and I kind of get at the end of it going, Oh, I wish I had more marks. Cause you know, for mm. me, uh, the bruises are badges of honor. Right. But that being said, um, when I've done heavier scenes, I'm doing it because either A, I want to get something out, or B, I'm asking someone, I'm asking either Doc or Donis to push my boundaries because either I want to up my pain tolerance or I want to, I want those marks. But like you said, the connection is between me and Doc or me and Donis that it's just, you know, they've both turned around during a scene going, eh, you could do better than that. And it's just like, you know, that that's the nature of the scene. Right. On the outside, of that scene, someone may turn around going, wow, he's a dick. But on the inside, it's like, you know what? This is what we negotiated to. This is what, right, this is right. the relationship we have. I I mean, I look sometimes at a heavy bottom and I'm like, you know, I'll see their scenes and I'm like, oh my God, that's just way too much for me. But that's what they want or what they consented to. Right. Stop putting your judgment on their scene. You know, understanding the fact of whether you're in the scene or watching the scene, you don't know what's going on in that other person's head. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, so. I think it's really good evidence, um, especially for our new. And once again, I'm not talking like I'm some sort of kinky God or whatever, but I have been here for many, many years yeah. and you've been here for many years. Mm-hmm. And, and the things that I thought I knew when I came in are, uh, very different. Oh yeah, yeah. To, and a lot of yeah. things. Now, fortunately for me, 
I kind of kept my mouth shut a little. I said some dumb things, and then oh, people are like, God. "They're like, hey, uh, newbie boy, uh, <laughs> this is uh, you. That's that that you have just entered douchebaggery, and yeah. and you're like, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, so." So that's why it's so important to have this. So I'm not trying to come from a position of like, oh, you fucking idiots. If you've been in this lifestyle for a long time and you still talk like that, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Tough shit. Fucking grow the fuck up. It's not all about you and it's not your fantasy because there's another person here. Uh-huh. And that other person, because once again, everything is on a spectrum. Everyone's different. There are so many different variables and dynamics in each individual that you can't assume any one thing. Uh-huh. Otherwise, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. So this is really good evidence of that. This this segment and this post is really good evidence that it's not just about pain. It's yeah. not just whether or not because a fucking you could put a two by four in in a chimpanzee's hand and it can beat you to death with it. It's not a great skill yeah, to yeah. hurt somebody. Yeah, anybody you can, can swing a paddle. I mean, you can push a fucking yeah. refrigerator onto somebody. <laughs> and look, I I'm a top. No, no. <laughs> No, there's a difference between a top and then toppling something onto somebody. <laughs> it's a big difference. You're not great. But so this is really good That's evidence <laughs> to show that to get somebody, I pushed a refrigerator on somebody. That's kind of fun. Um, I didn't do that, but I used to work with refrigerators, but I digress. But it's really good to understand that there are heavy means so many things to so many people. There are people like path girl. You just talked about, right? You see things and you're like, wow. Okay. This is next level stuff. Yeah. This is, this is definitely next level stuff, but heavy doesn't just mean that I'm ripping your flesh open and then having to sew your lips shut to your vagina and your kneecap. It's uh, all together, by the way, lip, Vagina kneecap, all just sewn (laughs) one big stitch. Enjoy, not me. Yeah. (laughs) But what's important to understand is that each of those levels requires a number of things to be in that headspace. There are some very, very, very few masochists that literally don't care what kind of pain it is. Uh And they they're like, hey, don't punch me in the, you know, the the chest so i have a heart attack or break my spine but yeah here take this paddle and do it until i bleed that's a yeah. super 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 small percentage of heavy and that's potentially unsafe too it poten- obviously yeah. obviously that can you can go into a lot of categories with that which we won't yeah. but most heavy bottoms people that can get to a point to where they can take a lot of extreme type of play have to have a lot of stuff working between themselves uh-huh. and the top behind the scenes mentally. It's not just about the physical. There's got to be, like you said, there's got to be that trust, you know, the trust that you, the top, not only know what you're doing, but know what to do if something goes bad, either mentally or physically. You need to have intention. You need to have to impress upon that bottom 
that you know why you're there. You know how Dom's you're that's like the Dom joke. Do you know why you are here? You say <laughs> yeah. that to the submissive and, and you know, in, in the right situation, it, it, it can mm-hmm. be kind of sexy, but you as the Dom, as the top mm-hmm. need to convey your intention that you know why you're there. Cause if you're there mm-hmm. just, well, I'm going to give you some bruises that may not yeah. build that trust and, you know, that ability to let go to that point. And then you have to have obviously the chemistry. There's got to be, you know, a lot of heavy bottoms need to feel your gur. So it'll let them let go and experience their primal gur. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, you know what I mean? Well, and, and even with me, like at, at the beginning of every scene, and this is without fail, every scene that I do with Doc as he's putting me in cuffs or putting me on chains or whatever, he looks at me and he says, do you know what I'm going to do to you? And I say, what? And he'll say, I'm going to hurt you, but I'm not going to harm you. Mm. you know? And usually my inner masochist goes, yay! But right. like that's, that's him telling me, look, we're going to do something that's going to hurt, which is what you want. But at the same time, I'm not going to leave you physically permanently harmed. Right. So it's just, like you said, setting the intention of, I know I could trust him. And we have had things go bad in scenes where we've stopped immediately and he's done whatever aftercare or medical care that I need. And then we either go on or end the scene. So I. I, Let me ask you a question about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you've had those experiences that have gone bad with Doc. Where he has done. Mm -hmm. Uh effectively what he said he was going to do yes. and he's taking care of you. Does that increase your trust with him to go deeper? If, if you guys decide, if he decides he wants to take you deeper. Yeah. I mean, um, there's like, usually before when we're, while we're negotiating our scenes, he'll kind of ask me like, what are you in the mood for tonight? And I'll either tell him like, Oh, I want a good warm up or a good flogging. Or like, I'll tell him like, I need to push my boundaries a bit because I feel like I'm losing some pain tolerance or there's times I've just gone to him. I've just like, I need to cry. Just make me cry. Right. And he, you know, but, um, it does build that trust because I know that he's never going to intentionally harm me. And case in point, the worst time he ever harmed me. I've talked about this in the show before we were doing a scene with a whip and, it was just a wrong flick of the wrist or maybe an inch or two too close. And like even his partner, Kat, said, I saw it coming and I knew it was going to hurt. But when he got the whip on my left side, it wrapped around to my front. Ooh. So he got basically my whole hip and it almost reached around to my belly button. I mean, and like I immediately screamed red. And like oh, wow. he, he dropped the whip. He hugged me. I started bursting into tears. And he's like, I am so sorry. He just kept saying, I am so sorry. And it's just basically like, I'm like, okay, just give me a minute. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, I knew yeah, yeah. it was, it was just completely like a complete misstep. But, and afterwards I calmed myself down. I got my pain tolerance back. We kind of backed off a bit and we went, we went on, but it's just, I know doc will never intentionally harm me, permanently right. harm me. So I, we've built that trust over time. And like, he, he even whispers to me during a scene sometime. He's like, how you doing? And I'm like, you can, you can go a little harder or I'm okay where I am kind of thing. So, right. but he's, we've played together now. God, it's been two and a half years, maybe three years already. Um, sure. That he can read my body and basically kind of see where I'm starting to like get to my limits or like there's times I even like start getting really 
spacey and subspacey where I start getting really quiet and my head starts to drop. He's like, yeah, she's done. But yeah, right. he's, he's done a lot to earn my trust. And not only earn my trust, keep my trust because there's been Good plenty point. of times I've seen people will, oh, I want to play with her. Let me do this stuff. And then they start pushing boundaries like, like this shit going, no, no, you're good. You're good. And then they start being assholes. And yeah, yeah, that's a great way to lose my trust. That's, that's cool. So now, um, great answer. Thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for explaining that to the listeners. Now, obviously there are the people that are at those next levels, those higher levels of the more extreme things where there are far less apologies and, and like you said, to the outside, this could seem incredibly brutal and non-consensual mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but this is the way these people play. Right. And that's what's important to understand that, like, you have an interaction with Doc that's very similar to, like, mine, where um, we're at similar levels. Like, the stuff he, he does to you um, is around what I do. And then I have to be man enough to admit that I have a limit of what I want to do to someone. I have a limit to what I feel comfortable doing with somebody or that I have the experience and skill to do to somebody. And so when I meet somebody uh, and start talking with them and hanging out and it comes out that these are the types of things that they really like, I have to step up and say, I'm not, I'm not the guy for that. Right. I'm not that. And that's very emasculating. You know, it seems emasculating, but it's actually not because why, you know, you can call it whatever the fuck you want, but ultimately it's going to end in disaster. Mm -hmm. So which is more manly trying to step into a situation that you're not good at looking like a piece of fucking shit, everyone hating you. And harming someone or just manning up and saying, yeah, I'm not, uh, you know, and once again, there's obviously female dominance, woman up, balls up, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm a man. Mm. I have balls. I, I call it manning up. So it's really important to understand that you're at that level. And it's also really hard to sometimes accept the wait, is that who I think it is? No, it's dad. I got to hang up on my dad. Uh, and the funny thing is, Donna's just like rang a second ago, and I was like, "Oh, I thought I put it on silent." Damn it. Shit! Come <laughs> on, Dad. <laughs> Your dad doesn't want to talk about kink, but it's really also important to understand that it also takes a lot of self worth, which of worth, which of course builds you as a dominant, to understand that you may not be the one that she wants that from, or he wants that from. You may not be, even though you may do those things and you may like these things, if all of those things, if all those boxes aren't checked for the heavy bottom, they're not going to be able to let go at that extreme level with Uh you. And sometimes you're like, well, I can do those things. And they're like, yeah, but I, once again, it's not just about pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's about who you create that with. And it may not be you. Yes. So if you try to force that person into that, it's, you know, good luck. Yeah. Might not work out. On both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is such an amazing topic. I mean, we could, we could spend a lot of time on this topic, Uh uh but I think in general, it's just important to understand 
that once you start getting heavier and heavier into this play, it requires more and more of many different things uh-huh. to be because you are at an extreme physical level now. Yeah. And there's a lot of danger. And also, in most cases, it's illegal. In most places in the world. Yeah. Even with consent, this is not legal. You're not allowed to hit somebody like that. Yeah. In anywhere. So if you don't have all of this stuff together, Uh then, and it goes bad, do you really want to be in the middle of that? Yeah. No. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Because I don't look good in orange jumpsuits. Nope, nope. I just don't. And juries, I just, I'm not a likable guy. I'm, I rub people the wrong way. I so. keep bail bondsmen around as friends for other reasons, but I could just imagine about like, <laughs> hey, guys, um, I need you to bail me out. What's the charge? Um, well, uh, uh, I was beating caning. someone up. Caning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were doing a Dexter scene and like they had me strapped to the table. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All that. So once you start getting into <laughs> that heavy play, you have to really know that uh, that there's a lot to it. And it's really important. And once again. Fantasy is fantasy, and if you're making comments on pictures online that are uninvited where you're trying to assert your your dominance, it's not a turn on to anybody. Yes. Unless they've if unless they've given a carte blanche. There's 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 FetLife pages where they're like, I love degrading crazy shit, say everything. Yeah. But if you're not on that page and you think you're going to impress someone with your words. And those words are going to let somebody make you let them bleed. That's that's not that's not how this works. Nope. Nope. It takes a whole lot of stuff before you can someone lets you get to that level with them. Yeah. Fantastic. Fucking yes. topic. Well, thank you again for uh, Little Miss Badass for letting us read the post. And uh, we've always uh, chop our posts up a little bit for time. So I will make sure that the post goes up on our FetLife page. And some of the comments are really wonderful. So go ahead and read it. Uncle Creepy lurks around your bedroom once you're in his clutch. He penetrates the places where your mama said that good girls shouldn't touch. You know what, Creepy? What's up? You know what I like about you? Uh, is it my roguish good looks? It's it's partially your roguish good looks. It is indeed partially that. I I don't know why when you just said that I put you in the category with Archer the cartoon. Oh, yeah. That now Uncle Creepy cuz you know you have the dark hair and uh and none none of the other features that Archer has. But uh, you have I dark ha- hair, so I figure that maybe <laughs> I have a tactical turtleneck. Yeah, you do have a tactical <laughs> turtleneck. So yes, you're roguish. No, no. What's awesome about you is you just help apparently keep me regular, and that's that's what's great. Because I think the last time we recorded a few like a month ago, like right before, I'm like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and uh, and now here we are again, and uh, same thing. Oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Either that, or you have like a lot of caffeine in your presence. Yes, that the yes. But are you saying you haven't shit for a month? No, I'm not saying just, that. And okay. first off, we don't call it that. We call it moopoo or or poopy muffins, you know. Just want you to know. Is, is that just me or does shit just sound so I know that's what it is. 
Well, you started the convers. You started this whole recording with "You ready for some shit?" I'm like, yeah, no. yeah, but I didn't say like mine. Yeah, what, I don't know. Shit. Well, you know, mm. now that we've now that we've warmed up the audience, it'll be easier for them to hate me in a few minutes when we get into <laughs> oh, this, no. to- this topic. What have I done? What have I done? You picked a fantastic topic. But there is from somebody that has organized a lot of parties and events for many years, you and I both, we understand that there there's two sides on this and part of it may seem a little insensitive. So I'm just giving a little advance notice that even though I may seem a little insensitive, please listen to the entire uh, statement. But that being said, what about you? Have you put your penis in anyone? In the last yes. uh, since we talked, my my wife, yeah, my wife, um, you have, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> we are about to set travel to Texas to visit family. Oh, um, nice, yeah, it, Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been there too. <laughs> yeah, I think Enigma's there right now. Oh Lord, it's the um, it's not the the liberal part of texas that i would prefer but right it's still fun i love it i get to see family i don't care about everything else fuck it yeah yeah just to say you know what look if you'll notice on this show for 393 episodes now (laughs) we have a policy a strict policy that we don't Mm -hmm. get involved in people's politics or drama or whatever because we're a show for everyone and everyone this is about kink bdsm life and stuff like that so yeah i find that we can talk to everyone obviously we have strong disagreements and beliefs with certain people that are certain ways and and i'll talk about issues but we don't fucking touch anybody's i mean we don't touch anybody's anything in regards to politics and i think that's just a better way to be as, a, as, as an entertainer we're but, not uh, that see, kind of show you fuckers we're fucking not and people have <laughs> called and they're like you have to speak out about this and on both sides on both oh. sides they've been like you need to speak on this no no we don't does that Pass. have anything to do with spanking an ass or or sluts. You, you know it's less like that's come yeah. on man let's get to let's get to what's really going on so i'm i'm glad that you're hopefully going to have some good time I still wanted to get back to your vagina <laughs> that you put your dick in. Yeah, let's go back. Uh, yeah, we we've been doing regular sexy times. We've uh, we've done our yearly check in, which is what I do with all my partners. Um, I'm currently described. Oh, so every year I check in with my partners. Hey, how is our relationship going? How are you feeling? on with our relationship how do you see our relationship going in the next year what would you like to have accomplished in the next year and then i talk about um what was one of your favorite memories from last year in regards to us so and then you lean in hoping that it's something that has to do with your dick and how great you are I mean, it better end up that way. Cause, and then uh, she's like, oh, you know that time that we went to that restaurant? That was really nice. And you're like, eh, yeah, glad that yeah, was. Yeah, the, the $300 one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's just, I think it's something, I, I've always enjoyed it. I like, I'm a, I'm a mind fucker. So I love knowing what's going on in, in the heads of my partners. And uh, it's just something we did. 
And then that is an incredibly positive thing to do. That doesn't require some dumb resolution. It's literally just that's the year in chat. I mean, I think that's a I think every couple would benefit from that. Agreed. That's that's very good. So did you guys talk about kink at all? Like, hey, maybe we should try some more of this or that. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember the discussion you had about my future location? Yes. Um, We talked about our goals for that. Like, what would we want to do if that that, um, you know, move became a reality where, what do you want to get back into? Because, you know, we haven't been doing any clubs. Um, you know, I've done a couple things myself, but she really hasn't done much. And right. so I said, so I, I told her, I said, one of the things I would like to see is that you dip your toe in the pool of kink while I lifeguard. Oh, I that was, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I thought that was pretty, pretty, uh, you know, I use good words sometimes. That's and, good. Uh, That's good. <laughs> so I thought, you know. Because she's been missing try. it. I think so. She doesn't show it in that way. At least my wife does not. Um, so I think with her, um, she's very subtle about it. But I can right. I can pick up on I've – been, I've been with her long enough that I can pick up on right. the subtleties. So. When she's literally like throwing every – dried up rose stem on the ground and you know yep. pointing at her ass and ah, 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 <laughs> ah, you know ah. it, it's even subtler it's like uh those sleeping beauty books that were like smuts written right. by Anne rice yeah right they, right they've been read so i'm like oh shit yeah so they're just kind of <laughs> just strewn about strategically like next yeah. to your razor yeah <laughs> <laughs> what razor uh, uh, that's, yeah. that's true <laughs> You're Muslim archer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even know where that came from. How is that? Got it. Uh, Anyways, you want to get into the topic? I have a story to tell you. Yeah, we should probably get into the topic. Yeah. Um, So in June, um, a friend of mine uh, in the King community, I've known her since, since she was young. And she was one of the people that I probably would have married if I had not met the my first wife. Right. Um, through time, we've held, you know we've kind of stayed together. We've used we played every time I've seen her. Um, she's a really good person. She's a very good person. Um, she was getting married to somebody that she's been with for a long time. Um, they traveled to Disneyland, the same Disneyland that I did kinky stuff at. But sure, good, good. Um, my former partner, my wife, my ex-wife was supposed to be there. So I had trepidations. One of the things she had asked for is to stay at the Airbnb that we were all staying at. And I, I said, sure, I'm not going to avoid anyone, but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not going to seek her out for anything. Um, Right. Now, wait, I'm getting confused. So. Your ex, this is the ex-wife you don't have necessarily the best relationship oh, with. That's correct. My okay, um, and and the person that's going to stay at the Airbnb with you is the friend that you were that you would have married that you really like. Yeah, and so she was going to stay. Not the ex-wife was going to stay with with the Airbnb with you. Yeah, the ex-wife that I don't like was going to stay at the. Oh, Airbnb. at your Airbnb. It, we we had got we rented a house. Um, both my friend. And the um, the ex and oh, well, a lot friends? of people, 
Yeah, so there was several people okay, that I, I know. Understand. So there's yeah, they're sorry. connected. It's not like the X is coming. I was like totally no. lost on that. Sorry about that. Okay. Yeah. So the X and the partner that you like are still friends, and they were going to get an Airbnb uh, together when they visited. Okay. Good. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then um, it ended up where the ex-wife was not going to stay. Um, she just chose not to. I don't know what happened with that. I don't. I didn't care. I was for, for the best. She, yeah, I was relieved that she didn't. Um, and then, uh, flash forward to the day of the wedding at Disneyland. It was kind of a, you know, an underground one. It's not a sanctioned wedding. Right, right. And, um, she, the ex-wife had not shown up for any of the previous events. Um, Right. Just, it didn't happen. Um, at least two days worth of events. Okay. And I'm in Disneyland. And I see the ex-wife. I actually saw her for her current partner first, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit, that's the guy!" And then I saw her, and she saw me, did a one eighty, and left. And I was like, "Wait, wait oh. a fucking second! Why is she here? Why is she here and doing this?" And you know, whatever happened, I told my my friend. I was like, "Well, she's here," and so. You know, she messaged her and I didn't I didn't I wasn't a part of what happened. But I guess my presence caused her to not have um, uh, uh, magical ability. kingdom time. I don't know. I mean, she was at Disneyland. She came from uh, a state away to to be there on the day that, you know, this was going on. So obviously right. she had a reason for being there. She wasn't just randomly there i mean that's happened before where i've been to an event in la that i had come all the way from colorado to do and she just happened to be there right right, so so it's been rattling around my head and i was like wow dude this is i wonder what happened because you know i've had a couple play partners that have shown up former play partners that have showed up at soap events sure and i've always wondered you know how do they feel and then um, and then I started to get, you know, I started to think about how this, this would apply in the kink world. So I, I, you know, I messaged you, it's been stuck in my head for a while about sure, sure how we deal with former partners at kink events that show up. I mean, this is, this is inevitably, if, if you've been around long enough, you have dealt with this. I don't know almost anybody that unless you're in like a really long term relationship and you started in kink together and you're still together. But a lot of times, just as in with life, you go through a number of breakups on your way to hopefully finding someone that you can connect with for a long time. And in regular life, it happens in many different places. But if you're kinky, and you're in a town, there's only, and you meet this person that's also kinky, it is inevitable. Oh, yeah. That, especially if there's not a lot of places to have play parties or events, this is what you guys have in common. You're going to probably bump into each other at some point. Yeah, and especially when there's only certain places you can go for these things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it just... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> It was just, it's, it always, it's never affected me in the way that I'm assuming that others have been affected. Um, it's either I um, have the ability to brush it aside and not put any sort of um, 
heavy thoughts on it. It never right. occurred to me, but I know that a, a former partner of mine had showed up to soap twice and then didn't show up ever again. Right. And I assume that the, she was not comfortable being there while I was there. This is, um, this is we had an so common. Yeah. This is so common. And so you broke up a, a couple topics that you had listed out. So why don't we go ahead and just go back and forth and, and on the points, because I want to talk about how to the personal aspect, how do you emotionally deal with this personally? And then, but there's also some technical stuff. What is the club's responsibility in this, especially if it's something bad or heavy drama, you know, and those are the things that you had kind of mentioned. So let's just uh, go ahead and pick one of your points and then let's just get on that and then bounce through some of these. Well, you know, going through the stuff in my head when I sent you those those um, bullet points is the first one was how to react to the partner and Mm. me being who I am. I would assume that that all changes on how you uh, ended the relationship. Sure, sure. If if it was amicable, I'm sure you could just be like, hey, what's up? You know, right. uh, have fun. I'm going to go do this over here. Right. Uh, talk to you later. You know, and but <laughs> if she hates your guts or he hates your guts, uh I was under the assumption that it's it's up to them. I mean, if if they come in my like if they come into my eye line and stuff, like I I'm a pretty nice person. I say hi to everybody, regardless right. of whether I know they hate me or not. Um, it would have been just, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Welcome to the event. Sure, and that's it. And that's a fantastic and that's a fantastic approach. Is the civil? I mean, that you would hope. Once again, there's such a spectrum on, you know, from just a bad relationship, you're an asshole to this person abused me or, you know, and that's, you know, and but your first reaction to just be civil and simple and then move away, I I think is always I've seen a lot of people do it that way. And um, and it works if you have a lot of problems with somebody. You don't have to say anything. You can just see them. You see that you've seen them. You don't have anything to say to this person. You don't have to say a fucking word to them. Nobody is obligated to do that. And if I knew that that we had a bad kind of thing, then I would just not approach them. I don't need to. I don't need to go. If we bump into each other, I just nod if they want. Because I have literally been. I was at a party with one of the pieces of shit that threw me out of threshold by lying that I was a thief. Yeah. And I was at that party with them. And of course I want to fucking stick my fucking fist in their throat, but I'm not going to do that. So everything was very, whatever. It's a small space. Hey, you know, they said, can I, you know, whatever, pass the butter shit, you know, fine. Here you go. Not a big deal. You know, we're not going to be friends. We're never going to be fucking friends. You're a piece of shit. So, So and that's understood, I, just, I think. You know, but you just kind of try to move to your to your corners. There's no need to try to work out that issue at a party. And sometimes I don't want to. That's why we broke up. Like, yeah, that's it, that's why we're it, not even together. So, we've, um, we've, so I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. 
Is one of your points going to be what the club's responsibility in these things? Yeah. Are? So my next, the next bullet point was the event's responsibility. Um, and you know, yeah, you and I have both thrown parties. I, I sure. used to help run soap and we dealt with a lot of people who were like, Hey, this person, um, is a former partner of mine. They're no good. I don't like them. I'm not coming if they're there. Right. And that response to that, you know, comment was always, we're open to everyone. Your personal problems are not our personal problems. If they right. are abusers or known, you know, people that we can't have in, in our club and at our party, then yeah, we'll definitely have them. Uh, we've never ran into the case of like a restraining order, but we definitely had an individual who was a known right. sex pest, a known consent violator. And people brought this to our attention and we're like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. These are yeah, this is a very bad person to have, and we told him he could never come again. Now then, to make this not as vague, because once again, this an entire show on just <laughs> this topic. From the standpoint that you just said, completely agree, unless you give us a restraining order, unless you show us some sort of proof, we, the people that run a party are not there to be a judge and jury because and decide who's lying, who's telling more of the truth, how much of it, you know, now it's we've gone from running a party to being an investigator, judge and jury that none of us are qualified to be. So the not general the is, yeah. yeah, the general rule is if you have a restraining order, we honor the restraining order. They have to leave. You get to stay because you have shown that there is something going on. People have come in and then they, you know, over the investigation, that they bring to attention, they show emails and texts from people that are like, hey, you know, this is clearly somebody that's shitty. Then the club will get involved and has kind of an, I believe, a, a moral, ethical responsibility to do that. In general, we don't want predators and shitty people at the club. But if we can't prove it, there are people on both sides that lie. Yeah, And you can't play this game if there's multiple accounts where people are like, this person is this. You don't know who's ganging up on who because I've seen that. I have seen the lie. Yep. I have and seen it, people lie about people because they don't want them there. And then they go, I don't feel comfortable with them. And then 10 people are like, I don't feel comfortable with them, too. And it's like there's no proof. But then now they're bounced because they make, you know, because a bunch of people said that. And that's and and it and it doesn't diminish the fact that predators need to be held accountable and need to not be in places that are supposed to be safe for people to play. Yeah, it just is. means what do you you can't expect us to just act based on hearsay. That's not how the law works. It's not how it works. And I'm sorry if it's if it's true, it's awful. It's awful that that is true and that this person is a piece of shit. And but we can't we can't do that for every person that you, someone doesn't like. It's it would be exhausting for the club. It would, it would be exhausting be. for would, your you and know, there for, would it, every club would just be filled with people that one person likes or doesn't like and can write a blog. That's it. Yeah, and at at some point <laughs> you have to 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 realize that we're all adults here. Like, right? Um, if you don't like somebody guess what? That's, that's tough. That sucks to be you. I have a lot of people who just don't like me. 
right. most of them are customers. But some of them right now are listening to the show. <laughs> Deciding hey, that you know data. Hey, you know what? Hey, what? Hey, hey. fuck you guys. Ah, uh, I don't like you guys. <laughs> I don't like you guys either. But I want to say. But here's the thing, Boogie. I've also learned with just quick quick segue. I I understand, and somebody uh, who was important to me in my life said that. You know, one third of people are going to like you. One third of people aren't going to like you. And a third of people just don't give a shit. I think it's less on both ends. And I think it's more (laughs) 2% of people are going to like you. 2% of people are going to hate you. The other 96% don't give a flying fuck about you. Yeah. But a third is very generous. I don't think a third of people like me. But I understand. I understand the point. But and once again, this isn't to be insensitive. If enough people come forward, and I don't want to dwell on this point too much because we have other points that are more important on the personal end. If enough people have come forward and said this person's bad, they do bad things, there's no Uh, proof, but enough people. I have pulled people aside as a leader of these events multiple times and said, hey, uh, you can be here. And, you know, because we don't have any proof that you're this or that, but there are a number of people that have said that you have issues. And so I just want you to know that as long as you come here and you follow the rules and you act like a civil person with everybody else, we're not going to kick you out. But I want you to know that we are watching. Yeah. And And some people get real butthurt and pissed off. But then some people are like, okay, fine, I'll be good. And, you know, you either have problems with them or they don't. And then if they start showing signs that they, you know, they're a problem with DMs or, you know, they get, you know, then fine, you're out. And I've done that, too. But that's a very responsible thing to do. But in general, to say, hey, some people have made some comments. Oh, I know who it is. If you start immediately getting aggressive with me, then I'm going to be less likely to believe your side of the story. I know yeah, you're upset it, that you're being accused, but if you start acting like that fucking bitch, that's <laughs> I'm going to be uh, like, you know what? Maybe this I'm is to see I'm going to change my mind now, and uh, we're just going to walk <laughs> you the fuck out the door. But we have yeah. had restraining orders in place, and we have uh, honored them and thrown the person that the restraining order was against out. We've done that before. Yeah, and the the person we kicked out of uh, who told well, we didn't kick him out. We told him he couldn't come anymore. Right, but it started off with three accusations, right? Three comments, and then it, and then like people that we talked to were like, you know, hey, you've you've been around this person. What is it like? And they're like, oh no, he was really bad. I didn't like him. I did all these other things. Yeah, yeah. and it ended up like after we were done, you know, thinking about it's fifteen people. Yeah, and yeah, it was just you know, like, Jesus Christ, yeah. And he, so. at some point, it's like it is a business. Like if you're just if you're not a predator, but you're just a douchebag, yeah. we still might kick you out because <laughs> you're bad for business. Yeah, dude, and, learn some social cues. If you are that person that just yep. starts fights and gets grumpy and starts talking about like all sorts of, I've pulled people aside and go, hey, dude. This is a room where people come after they play to chill out and have a fucking snack. Don't be going off on your political rants in here. Yeah, don't. that's not easy. Just fucking yeah. don't do it. This is a fucking <laughs> party, dude. This isn't a place for you to fight and be bitter because you have no ability to fucking talk to a woman without turning into a fucking idiot. Or so screaming on the Internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, that's uh, man. Uh, yeah. People are going to hate us for that, but I don't really, you know, whatever. Got to run a club. Let's now get into some of the real personal stuff because there, that initial feeling when you walk into a party and you see somebody that is an ex and it's not, you know, Hey, happy to see you or there was somebody new or, you know, and there's all of those feelings. Those are all real feelings. They're all in your lizard brain. It's the anxiety, the fear, anger, being offended, you know, uh, territory, you know, they're with somebody new and it's not you. And all of those things are normal. That is okay to have those feelings. And that is something that you're going to have to process if this is going to continue. If they're not kicked out and you're not kicked out, you're the one that's going to have to deal with your feelings. And that is that is okay. It's a process. And if you get to work on that, it will pass. It will it maybe does pass. It, it, it will never be perfect. You may always be like doing little whispery shit talks to your fucking friends while they play. Oh, look at that fucking douchebag now. He never could swing a <laughs> flogger or fucking whatever. And you make your jokes and then you kind of let the air out of you know, let the steam out of the pot and uh, go on with your life. But if you can't start addressing those feelings, you're you're always going to be miserable. It's going to you, ruin your time, yeah. You have to get to the point to where you can value yourself enough to that regardless of this other person, you deserve to be in that party, you deserve to have a good time, you deserve to develop new relationships that are healthy for you, even if it's like they dumped you for some and I've been in that situation where yeah. they like dumped you and now they're there with the new partner and you're like, well, no, what's wrong yeah, with me? Why is he better than me? Yeah. Yeah, blah, right. blah, blah. Those are all normal feelings. But you have to get to that point to where you value yourself. Because if you don't, you're either going to have to leave that party or you're going to become toxic. Yeah. toxic. I was going to say toxic is where you end up next because it just – it. If you don't process it, it keeps digging at you. And and I didn't even like have an event where this happened and it was still digging at me. So I can't even imagine right. like how other people feel. And and also I want to add to your point that everyone gets those feelings. Sure. Um it, it also it, it's okay, like you said, it's okay to have those feelings, but also know that other people have gone through this as well. Sure. You are definitely not alone. Unless you're a narcissist, then you don't have those feelings. You just make an excuse of why you're the greatest and they're stupid. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, little narcissism couldn't hurt. <laughs> couldn't hurt in most of these moments. But here I'm going to say now this is where people are going to really not like. If they didn't like me before. Oh, boy. This is something. And I want to say this. I have had situations where I had a relationship and... I was at one club with this other person. My feelings were not in check. I I am a I'm a sensitive butt hurt person. I surely was when I first got into the lifestyle. Oh, Super boy. butt hurt and sensitive. So instead of being a bummer, there was another club to go to and I went back to Threshold and stayed at Threshold for many many years. But initially and of course, I made peace with that person. It was amicable, blah, blah, blah. But it was still my feelings were not in check. And instead of being a major bummer, 
I just said, well, I'm just going to go to this club and go ahead and stay here. And that's what I I did. Whether it's mature or not, whether I'm evolved, it doesn't matter. You have to do what you need to do to be okay with yourself. If you're not ready to address your insecurities and whatever, then I'm going to come up with three points. I'll let you make a point first, but then I have three points that are important to this. Well, I wanted to say that, you know, that's, that is a very, um, that's a grown up thing to do. Um, whether you're, you know, you're still butthurt about it, making that decision to maybe not be the bigger, bitter person, bigger person, but to still, you know, work on your awareness and to be self-aware enough to be like, you know what, fuck this, I don't want to deal with it. That's still dealing with it. Right. You know, that's still making a good decision to at least process what's going on and starting that journey to to get over yourself, you know? Yeah. I agree. Now here's here's where I'm gonna be a dick. There are three situations in this scenario. Now then once again, everyone gets to heal at their own level. Everyone gets to take as much time as they need to heal, recover, redevelop that self-worth, feel good about themselves, feel that they deserve to be at that party just as much as everyone else. Everyone has their own process, and some take a lot longer than others. And it is not just proportionate to your work. Some people, their brains, they're just fire more in the butthurt and sensitivity section. And I happen to be one of them. And I had to work very, very hard to not be as butthurt. But everyone has their own time. That being said, there are three situations that we're going to address. Number one, you're at the party and they just show up. And it fucks you up. That you can't do anything about. If you have a yeah. freak out, if you cry, if you get butt hurt, if you whatever, you're going to react. It's going to be whatever. You're going to hopefully have friends at the party that you can go. I'm freaking out. This person's here. I didn't expect this, whatever. Okay, your friends help you through it. You decide there, should I stay? Should I go? That's one situation. And you can't help that because you didn't know. Yeah. Number two, you've the relationship has ended. You have actually done some work and you feel that you are strong enough to go to this party, even though you know they're there. You've maybe had some support in place where you said, hey, I'm going to go. I feel good about myself. Let's stay in touch, you know, with your friends that to see how I do. And I think I'm going to go for it. And everyone's like, rah, rah, friend, friend, support, support. And you go to that party and a half hour in, you see your partner fucking do something or kiss someone or touch someone like they used to touch you and you lose your shit and you're not strong in that moment (laughs) and you go cry in the fucking lobby and talk shit and uh and your friends gather around you because they care about you and whatever that happens in my opinion i say go team good job you put in an effort you gave an attempt you had a breakdown and now you once again you decide maybe it's best i i'm just gonna go home um or go to denny's and eat fucking ice cream and uh those shitty fucking pancakes they make number three you know that you are gonna go there you know that they are going to be there you know you are not strong enough to handle it you know you will most likely break down 
and you go to that party anyway, and you have the breakdown, and now your friends gather around you, that is a party foul. Interesting. You are now the dick. You are now the person that is becoming toxic to all of your friends and the people around you because you knew you weren't ready to go to that party. It's a party. It's not work. It's not school. It's not a family event. It's not any of those things. This is a party that people pay to come into and have a great experience to get away from their shitty lives and drama. Yeah, and if you in, some, and if you intentionally if you intentionally come in that party to play the victim and expect all your friends to give up their fucking fun to fucking sit with you when you knew you weren't ready to fucking see that person, you are now at fault. Yes, manipulation for being toxic. Yeah. And once again, people, please hear me through. I gave you the first two, but on this one, this is a party. This is a party where people come to celebrate and be happy. And for you to come, and I've seen them, like one or two cries in the lobby. All right, you're trying to work through it. Your friends are working with you. Okay. But if you seriously can't deal with this, you should not show up to that goddamn party. Not be there. Yeah. You should not. And I have myself opted out of parties. I opted out of a fucking club that I was at for a year. Because I said, I just don't feel like I'm going to be a good party guest here until yeah, I can deal with this. And yeah, well, you, I think with your points you've made is, is that the first two steps, that's very, uh, that's a very um, good thing for you to, to do and to process is right. to, is to know that you have your limits, that you can test those limits and be, um, you know, self-aware enough to know, oh, shit, I'm not going to do good here. Right. I need to take some time off. I need to I need to self-heal a little bit because this person's still affecting me in ways that I don't want them to. Right. So I'm not going to ruin anybody else's time, and I'm going to get out. Yeah, and it doesn't mean very- that you're going to be a martyr. You shouldn't stay away. You should get to work on it and work with your friends to get back into the party. Yeah. So and going and, away forever might not be. Yeah, because then now you're just anybody. running. Now you're just yeah. running from your problems, which I've done my whole life, and I don't. I don't like doing that anymore. But so it doesn't mean that you stay away forever because it's going to upset you. What that means is, hey, I need to get to work on myself so that I um, don't become a victim for the rest of my life. That I become that I move from victim to survivor. Yeah, and, and you it's some that has to happen. Well, it, and you don't move from victim to toxic personality. Yeah, because I've seen it. I've seen it, and there they are. Every club, oh, they, and you're yeah. just like, I understand that you're in pain, but you've now come to. You're now seeking. You are now sucking the life out of other people because yeah. you're a victim, and that's a, called a professional victim, and it's a shitty individual, and I don't care what happened to you. At some point, you have to just say, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. And, you know, and we're big on consent here. And I don't consent to your, you know, your your problems here. This is right. not something that I consent to. So I know we're dicks. I know. I get it. I get it. But it's a party. It is a party. 
It's not it's not something that you have to be at and everyone paid to get in that door. Yeah. And, and uh, it's not it's not therapy. It could be It's kind cathartic. of therapy. Well, it's yeah, it's therapy-ish. I, it could be, but in within the bounds of, you know, certain limits that are set by those around you. Certain, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you, I you agree. got it. And so, I agree. So <laughs> you are a dick, Boogie. Tough. Yeah. What am I going to do? I have five listeners instead of six. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think we touched on the events responsibility, the responsibility sure. to your former partners. Right. Um, and so like my last point is what's the easiest thing to do? Um, kill everybody. <laughs> let's not. There's enough of that. We don't need that. How about fuck everybody? Let's I, all get yeah. in the pile. Mm. I think the best thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we should just have sex piles. That's instead of the purge. No. They should make a movie where it's like the fuck. No, no. They tried that in South Park. That episode was cringy as fuck. Well, that was a little different. That was all. That was just a big gay orgy to. Yeah, fuck the future, just, but... no, I don't care. But that's what's going to be in the pile. You think you think women are going to be like, yeah, let's just all get in the pile. Some some will. Yeah, but that's most where I'll women. Be. But most women are going to be like, no. But there's going to be nine hundred dudes in that fucking pile, and yeah. three women, and a lot of fucking nut sacks dragging across me, and well, I'm not into it. But this is my fantasy boogie. Okay, so okay, this is I'm my gonna... this is my hope for the future. Go pile up. Yep, just in there's equal men to equal women and equal women for equal women, you know, whatever you like there's mm. plethoras of it. Okay. So. Me and 500 women. God, how do you not get like what do you do after the like four? Well, I'm not going to come. <laughs> so everyone oh. gets 12 seconds. And uh, six vibrators, and uh, they have them on a little rotation Ferris wheel. And uh, they're masturbating the entire time. Each one of them has yeah. a woman. Like, it's a little Ferris wheel, like a like a revolver, you know, yeah. kind of chamber. And each Thank one of that. them's in a slot. And each one of them has a woman that's playing with them the entire time. Chick, 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 chick. And they each get 12 seconds. And then when it comes to mine, I fuck them. Ying, 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 ying. And they're all turned on because they've been waiting for some dick. And then I yeah. give them their wild, amazing count boogie, 12 seconds of dick, ning, 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 ning. and then they either come or they just slots and they go back to their girl. And it's... Yeah. And the world is a better place for it. it my world is. Yeah. My, I've hijacked my, this. I'm sorry. My Ferris wheel is a little different, but that's okay. I think we've, I think we've touched on it. But uh, I just, I've always been the, per, the person who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care if somebody hates me. I don't care if somebody, you know, just doesn't want me around them. I'm going to do what I do. I'm going to spank butts and fuck sluts. And spank if you happen to be at the party that, sluts. yeah, and if you're going to at the party that I'm at and you don't like me, well, I'm going to be smiling and fucking the whole time. God bless you, you American man. <laughs> I'm a real American. <laughs> Mail. We got some mail. We got some mail. A perverted podcast because you need it. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I don't even need to play those stupid jingles anymore. I'm just so happy to be able to dust off a perverted mailbox jingle. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. 
And now we got a bunch of them in a row. So I'm excited about that because our listeners do sometimes. But this was actually funny. And it was a couple weeks ago. So I lost the email where I joked. No, no, no. I have the email because I made a copy of it. Blah, blah. Um, But his name, I'm like, I'm going to butcher your name. And in that email, he explained to me what his name was, how how to pronounce it. But I lost that. So I don't know what it is. But it's like H E E R and a big M. And so I'm like, hear him? Like serum? Hearum? Hair? Hair um? No, I'm bald. Hair, hair um, um on your <laughs> pussy, Path Girl? Hair? He, nope. <laughs> hair, hair? No? Oh, good. You're bald. Okay. Yes. So that guy. <laughs> Sends us an email. Long He's been listening for a while. Hey, All guys, right. I discovered your podcast earlier this year and have been enjoying it since then. Binging whenever I can, mostly while driving. A lot of people listen while driving because we're better than reading road signs. Thank God we at least have some level that we're better than. Today, once again, a couple hours in the car. So I turned PP and was very much enjoying it when episode 182 started. For reference, we are now, this is show 393. So this was a little while ago. Literally almost double. (laughs) About five minutes in, you started talking about some event coming up. BizBaz, which was a threshold uh, event. um, Or something which could take place on December 8th, 2018. You called on everyone in L.A. to come and visit, but you were making sure to mention that it took place on December 8th, 2018 and then i start saying you know because i always ramble about this for those listening five years from now and and he's like all of a sudden like what because 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 he's it's december 8th 2023 five it was exactly five years to the day so so he's like and then so then boogie added I'm probably dead. Hopefully it was a great event. And then Unger jumps in. He's like, that might be coming. And then they're like, well, if you're listening five years from now, uh, it's going to be 2023. And he's like, yes, it was 2008, 2023. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. So he laughed his ass off. And then, uh, you know, this was great. So then he made some mentions that I don't remember because it was five years ago. And he's like, keep it up, the Viagra or Yohimbi if needed. I've got about 200 more to go before I catch up. Probably about a year and a half. It'll be like 2025. But yeah, so, and that's why, that's vindication, Path Girl. Because I used to always, like, because we would promote events. Because there was a lot of events Mm -hmm. when we were doing stuff at Threshold. And I would always make sure to say the year in hopes, in the, the vague little hope of hopes, that the show would keep going and that somebody well, would listen years in advance and then they wouldn't try to show up to a fucking event five years earlier. <laughs> and this is the validation, the vindication. But I could just imagine that initial shock of like, he's driving down the road and go, and so you people listening five years from now, I'd be like kind of looking around the car going, that's me. <laughs> he's talking to me. I'd be, I'd be like, Hey, you. Hey, yeah, you. I'm talking to you. <laughs> now, it would have been better if I would have been all, hey, Hiram, Harem, he, Harem. Train. Train. Yes, thank you. 
<laughs> but uh, we didn't do that. But I thought that was a that was a crack up. And if you oh think statistically, gosh. you know, the odds, odds? Jesus, you know, it's I mean. <laughs> You got, you know, about a thousand listeners over time that are listening at different times and different days and whatever. So it's a pretty good lottery. That's uh, the the odds are pretty slim that that's going to happen. We've never had anyone uh, anyone say that surely at that distance. That's fucking yeah. great. And to the day. <laughs> To, to the, the day, freaking day, oh to my the God, day. And terrible. then me and Unger talking shit five years ago going, OK, if you're listening five years from now. Don't show up to the event. And he's like, okay, I, I won't. I Dickheads. Won't. Thanks. <laughs> oh I love God, it. That's hysterical. Look at that. Look at that. Oh. Oh. And that is the end of show 393. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have questions, comments, or you'd like us to put any other time-traveling comments into the next show for you, please contact us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both a group and a page. And if you'd like to spread the insanity a little more and like to help us, please hit the like or subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help other kinksters like you find us and help push us up in the platform. So please... Be like a bratty sub and push that button. And if you'd like to help us, click, click, click. If you'd like to help us support uh, and uh, inflict more torture on others, please go to patreon.com slash perverted podcast and sign up for our five bucks if you give a fuck level where you get the show a few days early. Lots of behind the scenes stuff and including our half PP uh, episodes, which one dropped a day or two ago. And we were all Christmas themed and we got all deep and existential and of course, love and smushy kisses to all of our patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. Thank you. Yes, that half a pee pee episode sucked, boss. Oh my god, it was so like deep and dark. <laughs> what a way to end the all year! Twenty of our fucking patrons that listen, but uh, it is a special show that's just for them. And there's yes. bunches of them up there. I don't know. There's mm-hmm. probably like twenty or thirty we, we, extra actually, shows. Have we, have we done an official full year of half a pee pees? Like 50 episodes? 50 no, no, I mean, pee-pees? we do one a month, but I mean, like, you know, 12 episodes. I, I you and know, I? Like, yeah. I don't no, know I think you it. and I, maybe, I don't know. Well, we, I know, I have to go back and check, but yeah, well, there's at least, at least nine or ten of them. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, only for patrons if you uh, subscribe to our patron uh, Please do. channel. And you get that special episode. So if you're like really deep, you know, look, I'm pitching for money because I'm poor. But uh, <laughs> but just go. We have a lot of fun. But it was a it was a fun show to do that half a pee pee. So uh, this is the final show of 2023. Aww. This is um, and uh, if we don't die five years from now, it will be 2029 and no, uh, 2028 technically. Because we're going into 2024, and now be four years from now. Yeah, and five years from 2024 is 2029. Hello. No, but officially from today, it's five years from today, it's 20. Yeah, but the show's posting in okay. a few days when ah. it's the next ah. year. Whatever. Ah. Whatever, Miss Super. You can, why do you always have to be the smart one? Because Shit. I'm a brat and I like it. Whatever. Bro finger for you. <laughs> Fucking bro finger for you. So, of course, because this is at the end of the year and this is technically like the Christmas show or whatever, I have to play my crappy Christmas song that uh, I wrote and recorded many years ago. And during the recording of this song, because of the recording of this song, I was dragged out of my house at gunpoint 
by nine LAPD officers. Oh, it's that one. This I is that, that one. one. Yep. So, uh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we made it through another year of Perverted Podcast, and we are excited to come at you in 2024. This is the world's most brutally honest Christmas song, and it will solve the mystery about what a man truly wants for Christmas. This present sucks! Always the same old gift! Either a butt, ugly tie, or a shirt that won't fit! I'm a working man, I have simple needs, at Christmas time I want a woman who will get on her knees! So listen up, St. Nick, you can keep the fruitcake! Cause all I want for Christmas! Santa, please get me laid! Special place to plant my Christmas tree. Woo! A nice warm stocking, if you know what I mean. She can be skinny or fat, I'll even let you choose. I'm so damn desperate, I don't care if she is missing a tooth. Pretty please, Chris Kringle, my sanity's at stake. Cause all I want for Christmas Santa, please get me laid. We don't care if we sound snooty. All men want is the Christmas booty, yeah. And it's Christmas morn, but there's no girl in my bed, just hand lotion and porn. What the hell did I do wrong? I didn't ask you for gold. All I asked for was a frisky little ho, ho, ho. You let me down, Mr. Claus, and I will never be the same. I'm going to forget about Christmas, because Santa won't get me laid. All I want is the Christmas pudding. All I want is the Christmas pudding. Fat Santa.